Welcome to the Survival Prepper Show, where being labeled a crazy prepper is a badge of honor. Learn about disaster preparedness, survival, and get ready for whatever challenges might come your way. This is not your typical prepping podcast, and they won't be silenced by the censors. Here are your hosts, Duff and Dale. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the show. It feels like it has been forever since we've done a live show. And I right? think that's because, uh, one, we did a couple that were pre-recorded. And two, there's been so much crap going on these last couple of weeks that uh, it, it just seems like like every day we should have been talking about something. So um, at any rate, how's it going, Brian? How you doing? Good, man. Good. It's good to be back. Good. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, we've got a lot of, this is going to be a fun show. We were talking a little bit beforehand and uh, we've got, first off, I've got some, I'm working on a long-term food storage video over for over at the bug out location. And I want to give a sneak peek of that. And then we're going to talk about all this crap that's going on, all these different things. Um, finally, uh, what I wanted to mention to everybody here in the beginning, we were talking about some things uh, before the show started. And I think we're going to have to, because of the subject matter is not necessarily YouTube friendly, we are going to have to basically cut off the, the YouTube live stream for Survival's Prepper and the Survival Preppers and go over to Rumble and continue the show. Uh, I found a, a cool clip from Alex Jones. We're going to talk about some of that stuff. And over there, we can just say what we want. So um, we are going to do that after about 45 minutes, an hour or so. And then we're going to continue over there uh, with that because there's quite a bit that 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 we want to talk about. And you can't say that here on YouTube. If I were to play that Alex Jones clip here, um, we would be shut off. We would get, we would get a strike, and you know probably have people knocking at the door. <laughs> the the, so. the uh, link to the survival preppers over on Rumble is down in the uh, description down below the video. So yeah, make so sure anybody watching this, yeah, um, make sure just just go to the description below, and you can get the link over. Even if you're not a subscriber um, or you don't use Rumble a lot, you can still once you click that link, it'll open up in your browser, and you can still uh, just like watching watch YouTube. It. What's that? Just like watching YouTube pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. So uh, at any rate, it's going to be a fun show, especially uh, once we get into all that stuff, because there's just a lot going on and a, so much that it makes me wonder why all this stuff is going on. Uh, like I put in the description, as a conspiracy theorist, this is nerve wracking because the second you start going down one rabbit hole of a conspiracy theory, there's three more that just pop up. So you don't know where to you go. You wonder Why? <laughs> because we have we have an oligarchy that are a bunch of megalomaniacs that don't care about uh, that only care about doing advancing the their agenda right so yeah yeah there, there you yeah. go yeah exactly uh, Tony in the chat uh, over at Survival's Prepper said uh, what happened to free speech yeah exactly and and that's right. probably a, a large part of what we're going to be talking about over there as well uh, the censorship and the the controlled narrative and the you know the propaganda and all that crap so. Well, that's um, the real thing today, right? That's what's that's what the whole, you know, it, it's come so far with what they're doing that it's the it's that's the that's the thing now, right? They're clamping down on freedom on freedoms. It's the thing we always talked about, like ah, oh, they'll never do go that far, you know? They'll they'll, they'll stop at assault rifles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that's exactly what they're doing right now. Yeah, so and and all these social media companies are all falling a lot, falling in line, hooking uh, hook, line, and sinker. So. 
Uh, the only reason we know anything about this stuff is because Elon decided to spend billions of dollars and buy one of them. And then that's the only place where the cat's kind of out of the bag with this. Twitter's stuff. great right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely entertaining. Um, at any rate, uh, I want to get into this long-term food storage stuff and talk about this a little bit before we get into the all the things that are going on with the balloons, with the train wrecks, with the, the chemical spills and the, uh, the, the fires in all sorts of different plants. And that's not just here in the United States, it's globally. Uh, but uh, let's get this food storage stuff out of the way first so we don't um, so we can actually get to it because I have a feeling once we get to all that other stuff, <laughs> we're not going to be able to stop. so. Uh, but I've been working on putting together a video uh, over at the or for the bug out location about long term food storage, and the reason I wanted to do this is because when you when you search for what are the you know the the best types of long term foods, you're usually going to get a list of like dried beans, flour, grains, you know those those big type things that you can store in buckets and they last for a super long time, but for me, I, I guess, it, and, and to each their own, it's not to say that that's a bad thing, but for me, it's, I think, and for the average person, I think it's a little bit different than that stuff because most people, I think, don't store a whole lot of that stuff. What they store is the stuff they're going to use on a regular basis, the stuff they're going to store, uh, stuff that they can easily store and all that. So I did this video. What are your thoughts on that as far as those super long-term foods? Yes, they're beneficial if something lasts five, six, seven years or so. But, you know, most of the disasters we're going to see are are in the, you know, month, two-month, maybe max range. And I hate to I mean, say it that was, way. When, when have you? When has anybody in the uh, you know here been a disaster that was two or three months? Other than a personal thing, right? Like a personal disaster, or like a family kind of disaster, something that affects the family where you have a job loss, so you're eating into your food storage and all that. Um, I think that would you know that's probably the the thing that would most people would have to dip into if you're getting more than a few days. I mean, even Katrina, you know, people were getting maybe down there. Some people were going for a while. But um, I think I think food gets um, kind of gets the short end of the stick when people prep, right? People go out and buy a massive calories and say, "I'm set." Yeah. But you don't think about it. Okay, you know how long? Does, when does it expire? What What's it going to be like? Um, I think there's. I think we could go do a lot. I think people could do a lot better on their food preps. Yeah. To think to, to like, okay, I know I'm going to need a lot of energy if this gets to the point where I have to live on this stuff. Or, you know, when I was eating stuff uh, during uh, COVID, where I just like, oh, I'll just stay away from everybody right now. I don't like people anyway. So give me an excuse to stay away from people. And it's that much better. And it's, you start, you start eating some food, even some good stuff like legacy food. And after a little bit, you're like, Oof, I need, uh, need to do a little something, right? You need, you need to, um, I don't know, take into account how it hit, hits you over a week or two and what that shift in a diet's like and everything. So. Yeah, and that's kind of exactly where I was going with all this because it is that sort of that normalcy stuff, that the things that your family, the happiness, you know, the things that your family eats on a daily basis, those things that you're not going to have to change a whole lot when it comes to that. Now, if you do eat, you know, like dried beans is is one that we just don't store a whole lot of because we don't, if we're going to eat beans, if and Lisa makes some great, um, a few different great things with beans, we're going to use the canned stuff. Uh, but the dried beans, we just don't store a lot of that. Yes, it lasts forever. But if you don't eat it, 
it's going to last forever and then you're going to throw it away. So <laughs> that's kind of. Maybe she just doesn't want you eating beans. Oh, no, no. That, that, hey, we've been married long enough now. None of that even matters anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're past that. The honeymoon's over with that stuff. <laughs> uh, but at any rate, that's where I kind of went with this. So this part of the, vi the video that I'm doing, uh, this is just a sneak peek, basically, because this is all that I have done so far <laughs> of the video. But this is what you'll get from those typical lists. And then I've got a few things that I want to go over that and kind of like you just um, were talking about too. those things that the average person, um, these, those are the things, the five things that I've got. Those are the things that I think that are important in our food storage. Uh, but let me play this just a few minutes long. Uh, but this goes over what those lists um, will, will have on them and why they're, mm -hmm. they're good, but there's more to it than just this stuff. So I'll play this. Okay, okay, so, so first off, what is this typical uh, list of long-term food storage items that you will get from a lot of different websites? Because they are good. Uh, they are good to have. Uh, some of these include that you will see on these lists are dried and dehydrated food, the prepackaged long-term foods. Dried fruits, vegetables, and meats, all of these have, uh, when they're prepackaged, freeze-dried, or dehydrated, have a really long shelf life, the longest shelf life of all of your food storage, basically. Then you've got the canned foods, the fruits and vegetables, the meats are all stable long-term food storage items. Uh, these can't be stored for as long as the dehydrated food, but they can be stored for a few years. And depending on who you ask or how much of a gambler you are, even longer than that. Uh, then you've got the grains, the rice, the pasta, and other grains that have a really long shelf life, a couple years or so, uh, depending on how they're stored. Pasta is great because you can come up with 20 or 30 different recipes uh, just with pasta alone and, and a few other ingredients. So uh, grains and pasta are also great for long-term food storage. Legumes. Lentils, beans, and other legumes are a great source of protein and can be stored for a long period of time, whether that's in canned food or you've got the dried beans themselves. But if you store the dried beans, you need to kind of understand how those need to be prepared uh, if you are going to store those. So, But uh, the canned food option is, is a good one as well. Uh, then the nuts and seeds, which these are, they're a really good source of healthy fats and protein. And they can be stored for, you know, a, a long period of time, but not super long. These will go bad and go rancid because of the oils in them. So keep that in mind. And then you've got your powdered and concentrated foods that are going to be on most of these lists. The powdered milks, the soups, the broths, all of these things that can make putting a meal together easier. They're convenient foods. They're foods that don't require refrigeration. All of these are pretty good for long-term food storage as well. And these, you know, depending on what you're storing, the shelf life is going to be different for a lot of these and how they're stored. Uh, salt and sugar and some other spices as well. Salt and sugar can basically be stored indefinitely uh, and they can you, you can use them to you can use salt to preserve food. Uh, sugar is going to add that little extra something to some of the meals that may taste bland uh, in a some sort of disaster emergency situation. So salt and sugar, the spices, all of these things are really important to have in your long term food storage. So, like I said, those foods are great. They are important. And uh, if that fits your preparedness plan, then those should be incorporated in your food storage, your long-term food storage plan. 
those are the types of food that are going to last the longest. But the average person uh, is going to have a different food storage plan than that. Uh, the average person is not stocking up for 15, 20 years. The average person uh, may be stocking up six months to a year, sometimes even less than that. There are uh, different foods that I want to go over in this list of five different uh, things that you should have in your long-term food storage that that should be incorporated and I think that are more important to the average prepper or person interested in preparedness. All right, let's try this again, see if this works. Uh, I don't know what happened on my end, but it was definitely my end. With that long-term food storage video that I think most people watched, uh, got to see, uh, it talked about the different, those long-term type things, the things you will hear on the internet, the things that like Google and whoever think that that you want to hear. But as preppers, I think it's a, a it's really different than those foods. Those are good foods, like I said in that video. Those are all good and and necessary. And if they are part of your preparedness plan and you use them, fantastic. And if you do feel like you need to stock up for five or six years, and that's the way you're going to do it, more power to you. I think most people, though, uh, myself included, I mean, I do a little bit of that stuff, but most people, I've got five different things on here that I think are more important uh, for me anyway, and I think for a lot of people. One is the food your family eats, and you kind of alluded to this in the beginning, was the foods that you're, the normalcy foods, the foods that, the comfort, the things that you're used to eating on a daily basis anyway, the things that are not going to upset your gut, give you the bubbly guts and all that stuff because you're not used to eating them. But those foods your family mm -hmm. eats, I think those are the things that as far as bulking up your food storage, those are one of the most important parts, those and pantry foods, uh, because you yeah. are going to eat those all the time. Well, I think too, man, if you look at it, if you want to go out and buy that big stockpile of food or do whatever the traditional stuff, with the rice, the beans, the long-term storage food, Use that as a foundation. And then as soon as you get that set, build off of that. Right. Yeah. Go back in and add in, you know, spices or add in thing, the comfort foods that your family enjoys and, and build it out from there. So you kind of have that nucleus to fall back on. Like, you know, okay, I have X amount of shelf stable food that's going to last me for a while, 25 years, whatever it is. And then, but go start adding things to that when you come up with new ideas, whether it's you know, it's harder, like we talked about, you can't really do cake mixes very long and stuff like that. But, you know, a cake mix will last you a year. So have some cakes if you, if you can afford. Yeah. If you have if you have the ingredients and stuff. So build it. Eventually, if a, a disaster goes on long enough, everybody pretty much, unless you're Bill Gates and you have, you know, a million tons of food stockpiled away somewhere, everyone's going to run out of food. So it's just to get you as far as you can as comfortably as possible. Yeah, yeah. And with long-term food, I'm curious what your definition of, or what do you consider long-term? Because you've got the 25-year shelf life food. You've got 15 years, those different foods. You've got your foods that last 10 years. Those are no doubt long-term. But I think of anything that's less, anything that's like a year that lasts a year, I don't think of that as long-term food. Because mm -hmm. you're going to use that before it gets a chance to get expired. Or if it's going to be on your shelf for nine months, then you've really only got three months worth. So I think something that that's around two years, two years or more, I would consider long-term. 
uh, for for my situation because you have a chance even if if it sits there for a year you still got another year on it if something if everything goes bad what what are your thoughts on the definition i suppose of long term well i i think it's all relative in a way right because it depends on how much life you have in you yeah right so like you're like we're in our in our uh, early and mid 50s if you you buy, you know, some 25 year long-term storage food. Now you're getting to 80 years old. At some point you have the law of diminishing returns. Like you won't live past eating it. So I, I still look at it though, as being long-term that 25, 20 ish, 25 year mark. Sure. You can go have stuff that's 15, but I know like when you get that kind of that stockpile set, it's like, all right, no matter what happens for the next two plus two and a half decades, I have food that I can rely upon that I can fall back on. Yeah. And again, and then build out from there. He said, yeah, you can go buy the, I think what like spams and corned beef hash and that kind of stuff that lasts three years, four years, some of it, um, and, and be okay to go, you know, on that. But there's, there's a lot of it, like you said, that expires in a year or two and, and how often people try to rotate, but how often do you find that, Oh man, that stuff I had in the back of the cupboard, I didn't get to, and it expired, you know, we still do all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nowhere near what we used to, but yeah, all the time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it is. And, and you know what? That stuff, the stuff that's easy to get, you can go to the grocery store now uh, and get it. You don't have to worry about it. That stuff's good. Uh, a portion of that really long-term stuff, I think, is also important uh, because it does give you that uh, that set it and forget it. You know you've got a certain amount right there. You don't have to worry about inventory, rotation, any of that stuff. It's just right there. Uh, and how much of that is really up to each individual person. You've got quite a bit. I know there's m people that have way more than what you have. Um, I've got a moderate amount. I mean, we've got different kinds, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be all of that. And the, the foods that your family eats, those are going to be the important ones. Uh, another thing that I'm going to put on this in this video is uh, gr the food that you grow. And I think it's it's pretty tough, especially if you live in an apartment or a small house or something, to grow enough fruit, food for you to survive on. But I think the important part of growing your own food is that it teaches you those important skills in preparedness, right? The canning, the dehydrating, the gardening, all of those things. So, you know, you may not be able to sustain yourself after, you know, everything goes to crap for a year or so. And, you know, you're mm -hmm. not going to be able to grow enough lettuce and tomatoes to feed your family uh, for for years to come, uh, most people anyway, but it does teach you those techniques, the dehydrating, the the gardening, and everything. So I think that's important to incorporate in your food storage plan as well. Well, um, and and people can only prepare as well as they can based on their circumstances. If you're living in an apartment and all you have is a balcony or some windows, so you grow some herbs and different things. Well, that's, that's the best you can do with what you have, right? And that's yeah, that one decreases the money you're spending at the store on things. Maybe it's herbs. Maybe you grow, like you said, some tomatoes out on your balcony, but it, you know, it, it diminishes what you have to buy and it, and it increases, you know, again, like it, you can throw that on top of all that dehydrated food you have stocked up somewhere. I was actually, I like thumbing through different cities and thumbing through Zillow and seeing different, you know, houses and what people have. And I was, I was flipping through one. It was like somebody's home office somewhere. It was down in Texas. This is like two days ago. And in the corner of the room is a monster pile of freeze-dried food. I don't know what nice. company it was, but all the buckets were all stacked. And you could see it had one of the freeze-dried company labels on the side. And it was huge. It was a gigantic pile of freeze-dried food. Yeah, it's awesome. And they didn't they didn't even care? They put it on the on the listing? Or maybe they just uh, didn't I don't notice? Know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Guess not. Definitely not a prepper. 
prepper would have never done that. <laughs> a good prepper anyway. <laughs> um, the, the other thing, and, and yeah, with that, like, like, like you were just talking about too, you learn those different things and maybe it does get to the point where you, you can only grow a certain amount in your house, you know, on your windowsill or whatever, you're growing a tomato plant. You understand sort of how that works. That way, if it does get to the situation where the neighborhood's coming together and they're putting together a garden and you actually got some experience on how to get that stuff done. So uh, it just teaches you those things uh, and that yeah. those skills that could be useful uh, in a in some sort of disaster or something. Um, you already talked about the long-term foods, the prepackaged foods. We both kind of did. Um, I think those are important as well to kind of balance out your food storage plan. It just bulks it up really easily. It's that stuff that, that it can store easily, organize easily, uh, and it lasts for just a super long time. Uh, at some point, outlast us, <laughs> depending <laughs> on how much we get. Um, right. And then the other one is the all the, the stuff around the edges, the spices, the ingredients, the the drink mixes, you had a great article or you have a great article over at mind for survival that I forgot to pull up here, but goes through you. Actually that article goes through everything on this. Um, but the drink mixes, those things that are going to make things normal, the things that are going to make the foods that you have to do that, that you have to make taste a little bit mm -hmm. better. So um, I think those are important as well. And all of that stuff yeah, the you know if if you can get a big fifty five gallon bucket worth of filled with uh, dried beans, fantastic. But what are the odds you're going to use that? <laughs> Me, yeah, probably pretty slim. Well, also learn how to cook. I mean, how many people we live in a fast food society, yeah. right? How many people don't ever cook? That you know, like if you gave them a you know thing of ground beef and they threw it in a pan with like oh I got to turn the oven on the nine you know the stovetop on the nine. Instead of like, let me cook it at three and let it, you know, cook up nice. You know, Daisy just came out with a book called What to Eat When You're Broke. And it gets into all that kind of stuff, right? You know, just um, uh, just figuring out how to get by like you're broke, right? That's because that's what you're talking about. You don't have a bunch of stuff. You don't have, you know, you don't, you're not going to have the ability to grab all this food. And what you do, you got you to figure it out and work on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm, uh, I am paying attention. I'm just adding... Uh, for hopefully they go through. I just added the link to the Rumble video in the chat. I don't know if that's. Let me know everybody if it it got on there. Um, hopefully it did. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's. I, I think the most important thing with all this is like in that video it said to each their own. Whatever works for you, whatever you deem the right amount of time, what however long you you feel like you need to prepare for. That's what's going to work the best for you, whether, uh, and there's a lot of different factors, your, the, your finances, your health, all of those things go into it as well. So, well, Kevin, uh, I mean, Kevin can't eat salt, right? Cause he's had, had some heart problems and like, that's one thing that they steer him away from completely away from sodium. Right. You know, so you don't, don't want to retain water, all that kind of stuff. So understanding that, and you know, we, we've talked about before, you see in a lot of these uh, Facebook groups and elsewhere where people say, well, I have diet needs and all everybody you know, the keyboard preppers run up and like, oh, you're going to die then, you know, if you have special diet needs. That's no, that's why it's called preparedness. Right? Yeah. Figure out what you can do, how you can prepare for your needs and go with that. Yeah. Uh, Denise put in the chat depression era foods. Yeah. How they mm -hmm. used to do things back then. Uh, that's, you know, they, they had to, um, you know, skimp, say, scrimp, save, do all of those things and make this little bit go this far. So, um, figure out how to do all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just, 
it, 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 it'll be a good video and it'll be over at the survival prep or uh, the survival preppers, the bug Uh, if you are a member, uh, it'll be on the food storage course, the prepping one-on-one course there with the food storage module. Uh, as soon as I get that done, like I said, I've only got about half of it done now cause it's, um, trying to make it a, a really good video. Uh, but, uh, you know, that'll be done this week with that. I think, um, we are done with the, the food storage aspect of it. I did want to talk about, I'm trying to figure out what's safe here <laughs> and what we need to save for Rumble. Uh, I know the, the, the Alex Jones stuff we're definitely saving for Rumble and the DeMar Hamlin, uh, the jab stuff, definitely the, going the to be saving Nord, for Rumble. We can't talk about Nord, Nord Stream over here. I posted that thing on Facebook about the Nord Stream pipeline, the Seymour Hirsch article and it got like Facebook totally shut it down. Yeah. So can't, you know, so we are going to have to, so we're going to do Nord stream and we are going to do, um, the, the jab stuff over there on rumble. So I guess that leads us to all this craziness that has been happening the last couple of weeks. Um, I want to get, I I've heard so many different things about the balloons and, and all of that. And then you've got the stuff mm -hmm. in Ohio, uh, vision was in the chat, uh, earlier. I don't know if he, if he's still there cause it cut off, but, um, I wanted to get his thoughts on or see what he says about the stuff going on in Ohio cause he's living there. But I guess we'll start off with the older stuff. The stuff that's almost past news is the balloon things. And yeah, I want to get your balloons. thoughts on what exactly you think it is and how important it is. Uh, my concern with the whole thing is they had the balloon, right? And then it was the spy balloon, and then it wasn't the spy balloon, and now I think it's not the spy balloon again. And all of a sudden, they're just shooting all sorts of crap out of the sky um, and not telling you what exactly it was that they shot out of the sky. So it's it's kind of a, I'm concerned, but I'm not concerned because it's BS, but maybe it's not BS, or what are they covering up? I think that's where my main concern is, is what are they distracting from that – they're they're just they're letting this whole balloon thing blow Ohio, up kind of like Area North. 51 and aliens. Yeah, they're distracting from Ohio. They're distracting from the Nord the fact that we uh, blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, you know. And so my understanding on the balloon thing was like they like we. So for we, China has everybody's all freaked out about this balloon, right? Oh, they can look down in our you know our our, our military bases. They got like a hundred satellites sitting over us. Like they, that, that have much, you know, great optics can look down there. They can read a credit card. Right. Yeah. So they already have that capability up there and we do the same to them. And we, we, I think we have more satellites over China last time I looked. And my understanding was they saw the balloon launch. They know when this stuff goes up and everybody's like, wow. And then it went down here. It's a balloon. It doesn't drive itself, man. It just floats yeah. with the wind currents. My understanding from what I've heard recently, and maybe I'm totally messed up and totally wrong. I totally could be. Is that the they launched this big this balloon to do whatever they're doing, and it, a weather storm, a weather system came in and blew it blew it off track. Now, and everybody's like, "Well, they're seeing balloons everywhere because there are balloons everywhere." And we just shot down three balloons. You know, they, the, the Hobby Lobby one supposedly um, was like, "Was that from some?" Um, hobby group that was doing something had like a $50, $100 balloon that they shot up. And we put a Sidewinder missile through it. <laughs> I heard something about that. Yeah. Right. And so I, I think my, 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 my theory, and I'm not going to say it's conspiracy because I think it, it's probably true. And maybe if not, it's probably something similar. It's not what they tell us. How about we all have our theories. How about it's not what they're telling us. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so my theory is it's, this is all a distraction because they knew the Seymour uh, Hirsch piece was coming out about the Nord Stream pipelines. And then you've got the Epstein stuff. And then oh, you've right. got, I mean, th- there are so many different things. They're, they're zeroing in on the Bidens about that stuff. There is information about Ukraine coming out. We are going to talk about some of that stuff on Rumble too, because we can't, uh, because there's some things we want to say about that as well that we can't really, and that kind of goes into the Nord Stream thing. But um, it's, it's all of, it's, that's what my concern is with it. Yes, it could be nothing, but what if it's not? That, that prepper part of me says, what if it's not? What if it is China? Like, you, you've, we've got these weapons now that can basically take out, or, or the United States is working on a weapon that can take out electronics and stuff like that. So if countries are trying to figure out weapons that will kind of EMP-style weapons, what a better way to get something done than go old school <laughs> low tech. I mean, yeah. and maybe that's way extreme probably is, but that's where my, my head goes with it. Why not? Well, I mean, I, here, don't you have enough in front of you rather than to come up with some crazy stuff about like, we're trying to distract from these EMP weapons we're making up on China. Like literally like you just rumbled, rambled on, rumbled on for like five minutes or a few minutes, a minute about what was like all these different things that are going on right now. Why do, why do you got to add another thing? Like, well, maybe it's because of this other thing. How about just the, <laughs> the stuff on the server? How about that the doctor came out and said, Joe Biden's like in great health. Yeah. Right? That, like, yeah, like, yeah. like, like maybe they're trying to distract us from the fact that that guy said that when, you know, you had, you know, you had, Hey, again, I, I'm not one of these people where Nikki Haley came out and she's saying, well, we need to have competency tests. How about voters need to be competent? Like, they, they, they yeah. voted in Joe Biden knowing that that guy wasn't leaving the basement because he couldn't handle the, the rigors of what the campaign required and that the guy and they didn't want the guy talking because we see what happens when he talks. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I think if a person is capable, that's the litmus test. Right. It goes back. We've talked about affirmative action before. If you're the per, if you're the best person for the job. And so they all they all they all voted for him, regardless of the fact maybe they're hiding that from us. Right. Because the doctor's out there saying, all, you know, you have Fetterman that's in the hospital now for depression. Hey, I, you know, oh, oh, himself, hopefully yeah. that guy's, you know, like, I mean, that guy has a lot of problems. So I'd be depressed, you know, if I was him. Yeah, uh, he I mean, besides his stroke and looking like Lurch, dude. There's an Adams family meme going around with him and the, his family, and do they just look almost like the Adams family? Dude, when they're all standing <laughs> up there. Yeah, but that that is a very good point, though, as far as preparedness is concerned, because all the stuff that we talk about. Um, about everybody being pissed off about Biden doing this or doing that, about Fetterman people, uh, you know, Fetterman doing what he's doing. That the Grammys thing, that Satanistic thing with that one dude that that basically looked like it was some sort of seance or something. We get all pissed at these people, but the people we should be really getting pissed at are the people that let this stuff happen because that dude wouldn't have got on stage and done that if it wasn't if if people didn't want it like like the super bowl rihanna did a halftime show that was boring as hell and people (laughs) just just were were bagging on her for it well and look look at that halftime show right this is the first time i've seen um i've watched a a, a, like a you know a game like that in a long time it's the first time i got through a halftime show in a long time (laughs) but the rihanna thing comes out so my my speculation is because all those people are running around those they look like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Men out there running around. I think that was all to hide the fact that Rihanna was up there doing a Super Bowl, doing the Super Bowl halftime show, pregnant. Yeah, 
right? So she wore poofy clothes. Well, we got to make everybody match her. We don't want everybody seeing all, because what do they typically do? Like wear bodysuits at the Super Bowl kind of stuff, right? So I, I think that was that conspiracy. All the, um, who was it? Chris, uh, oh, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Chris Stapleton did the did the national anthem. That was a pretty pretty uh, cool national anthem. That did. was that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But my point with all this though is is hers was sort of low key. It was mm-hmm. uh, you know family friendly, I suppose for the most part. But it but it got bagged on. This dude goes up there in a Satan costume, and yeah. and and it gets rave reviews and all that. That's that's where society is. So when we get pissed at like that dude for doing that, or the people that put that together. That's our, our, our anger is pointed in the wrong direction. It's the people. And when it comes to preparedness, it's the people that are making these decisions that are putting the yahoos up there that are getting all of these things that are, they're basically falling in line with the narrative and the, the, you know, the control of misinformation and all that crap. It's the people people that we have to be concerned with. What people are you talking about? Just a blanket statement. The people. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the gig. You know, I think we're at the point and it's why, you know, I don't get too upset by the political stuff so much anymore. It, you know, is like we've gone so far down the path. It's like, all right. It's like it's like that the, the stages of grief and you finally have that stage of acceptance in there. Right. Like, ah, uh, you get angry, like, ah, oh, I can't believe they're doing this. You go, you know, yeah. denial. They can't be doing that. Right. You go through all the stages and eventually you get down to acceptance. And I think that's, you know, where it's like if I look at them and I break it down into its base level, if I think that everybody that's running, that is, you know, I, don't, I guess they're running our country, but all the, the people that are, that say they're the elected representatives of our country um, that, that are up in Washington, DC, right. If, if I know that they are all evil, that they, they hate the freedoms we have, right. That they all try to gain the system for their own benefit and for the benefit of their donors. Well, then everything that happens, it's not surprising. It's like, oh, yeah, they, they got us to focus on some, you know, some balloons. They shot some $50 balloon out of the sky because uh, they don't want us talking about the fact that we blew up the Nord Stream pipelines. Yeah. Right? They, yeah. they don't want being discussed. They don't want and all that stuff. You look at the timeline. It was with Nord Stream and then the same. It kept going when the Ohio train because even Fox News didn't cover the Ohio thing. Um, they, you know, they mentioned Nobody early on, did. oh, yeah, a train derailed. But then it's like they got burning and people are like hazardous chemicals and went on for days before any of the mainstream media picked it up. Yeah. And and they're getting told out there, oh, the water's safe to drink. And and you're hearing. And, and the only reason that we know any of this is because of social media and things yeah. like that, because the media is not covering any of it. The politicians are, you know, running from it. Sort of like well, I've got this clip of Obama with Flint, Michigan. You've talked about a few times um, him taking a sip of the water out there. <laughs> yeah, it it's it's all the it's all the same BS. It's that when the government tells you there's nothing to worry about, that's when you should worry. <laughs> well, well, let me ask you. And, and, and you know, and, and I and I catch and I, it's fun watching some of the mainstream media. They're all like, we don't understand why the people of East Palestine wouldn't don't believe what they're being told. Why they doubt the government? Like, really, you don't understand it? Well, that's your pro- that you're part of the problem. If you can't understand why those people don't believe what they're being told. You know, like how many water crises? Like, yeah, dude, they, they, they literally sat there and told us that they had balloons that they might be at UFOs. Yeah, they had to they come told out us with that a the statement. balloons might be UFOs, <laughs> and we should believe what they say about people sucking down water <clears throat> and groundwater that might be uh, contaminated. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. 
I, I've seen I've seen videos where they put sticks in the water and it's got this this oily sheen or whatever chemicals in it. I've seen people trying to boil it, which is kind of nonsensical anyway, because you can't boil chemicals out of water. But it's got that bubbly, frothy type stuff, and they're saying eh, it's okay. The water's fine. The water's fine. Have you ever watched the movie Aaron Brockovich? Yeah, I actually heard something. Yeah. She was talking about this the other day too. Yeah, that company Aaron, that that she went up against. It's PG and E. They're the camp, they're the, the company that starts all the fires out here in the in the summertime with their yeah. electric power lines and stuff, right? And they're still cruising around. No, why why doesn't anybody believe that it's and you know if you went back thirty or forty years, people would probably believe it was safe if the government came out and said it. And you might have some confidence that yeah, it might be okay. But now, why would you believe anything? The four food groups we know that's nonsense. The food pyramid was nonsense. We know it's all nonsense. And they like, well, why don't you believe us because about about East Palestine because you lie over yeah. and over and over again. It's all you do. It's the U.S. government uh, liars. That, that's what they should be called. The whole the whole administration. Yeah, and and big pharma and all those people. It's kind of like back in the day with cigarettes when they were marketing cigarettes because smokers people were starting to com- complain about smokers cough, so they started marketing cigarettes like doctor recommended. That's where I kind of think we are with and and again this is a rumble thing we'll get into but um that's kind of where i think we are as far as the jab and all that stuff is concerned we're gonna look back on some of this stuff and go they we let them do that crap to us <laughs> well and, and dude, i mean come on this is the same government that you did mk ultra right yeah you know yeah. I, i'm listening to the book called chaos now that got that gets into mk ultra and all that you know it, it's amazing it, it's crazy what the government the government does but you know going back to east you have people there that are saying, hey, my skin burns. You know, this lady's talking about getting dots on her lips, you know, and, and like all these different problems they're having. You got the guy from the, you know, the government comes out there. Oh, everything's safe. Go ahead. And they're like, well, what about all this stuff? No, no. You know, it's, it's like, again, the Baghdad Bob stuff. It's like what um, John Pierre or whatever her name is that is, is up there when she briefs the White House stuff just says stuff that is that you would have seen in the 1970s and eighties, you would have thought it was Russian Pravda sitting up there, like just saying stuff that's totally made up, just yeah. making stuff up. And that's what they're doing with this. Yeah. Hey, uh, Rob, uh, Rob CRM in the chat said, I want to see the mayor and the governor drink the water. I want to play this clip of Obama because you, you've mentioned it a couple times and I'm sure a lot of people have seen this. <laughs> I, I had heard about it, but I'd never seen the clip. So I wanted to play this clip because it, it shows exactly what we've been talking about for the last 10 minutes, how you can't believe a damn thing that they say. And and kind of like Rob said, I want to see them drink it. Well, Obama drank it. <laughs> we'll watch this real quick. Can, can I get some water? Come on up here. I want a glass of water. Get a bottle. Bottle water. I want a glass of water. Everybody settle down. This is a feisty crowd. Thank you. I really did need a glass of water. This is not a stunt. What? He he wet his lips. He did not drink it. He didn't sip it. He wet his lips. There was an audible gasp in the audience. People were just like absolutely dejected. Why would you do that? Backstage, the president, sitting at the table with the criminal governor, decided to perform his stunt 
all over again. You know, generally I have not been doing stunts here, but, you know. <laughs> That's not what I expected. That's right. what Snyder did. It felt like he minimized, like, what people were actually going through and struggling with. If you were actually lead poisoned, you would not be president. You would be janitor Barack Obama. Wouldn't that be fantastic if he was janitor Barack Obama? <laughs> yeah, I don't think be, we'd know. be where we are right now if he was janitor Barack Obama. Yeah, right. <laughs> but that just goes to show you that that and what was cool about that video is that crowd of people were not having it. They were like, "You are full of crap. You and and you're you're on your little podium speaking to us like we don't know what the hell we're talking about, and you're lying straight to our face." And that's exactly well, what all this stuff is. Did you hear him when they first said he's going to drink the water? Like, no, no, drink bottled. They're yelling at him. Don't, yeah, don't do it. Some lady. Yeah. And then he didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he basically just wet his lips and then he did the same thing behind the scenes. And like, uh, like uh, what's his name was saying in the chat. Yeah. I want to see the mayor go out and, and drink it, you know, like you're expecting the people to do. Uh, so I don't trust any of this stuff with all these people. No, you can't trust our government anymore. I mean, where do you want to, I mean, do you want to trust the FBI? Look at the Gretchen Whitmer thing. Where, where do you want to, where do you want to go with it? You know, uh, like, I don't where, where's Ray Epps? Why, why isn't Ray Epps somewhere? Why haven't they released the full list of the Epstein, uh, of the Epstein client list and started prosecuting people? Yeah. Again, because we know what it is. It's like, that's why I don't even get upset anymore. Like, you know, they're going to, they're going to try to screw one over on you every chance they get like so much. So about like, they can't even, you know, anything going on right now like they have to they literally have to go out there and tell you like oh that balloon might have been an alien like yeah. start floating that one like, come on that's why i think it's a distraction though because they throw out the word ufo gorgeous and then everybody and then they have to come out a week later or a few days later and say no it's not aliens like i mean that made lisa really disappointed but like the most for the most <laughs> part people are going you know if it was aliens <laughs> come on but they throw that out there because they know people are going to feed on it. Kind of like how they let Area 51 become what it is today because it was a, a proving grounds. It was a place where they were testing stuff. So what a better way to get people to kind of, you know, talk about this, talk about aliens rather than talking about this cool stuff we're making over here. And it's kind of the same thing with this. Talk about, you know, talk about UFOs, talk about these balloons. They still haven't said what those other balloons that they shot down are. They just said no. they shot them down. Well, so, did you catch a, hey, did you catch the thing where they said, someone said, well, didn't you? Cause all the, the planes all have gun cameras on them. Those planes have cameras all over, right? So they can see what's going on. Yeah. Right. Those planes can get a picture of some dude running away from the bomb as it comes in. But when it came to the balloon, they said, oh, we were going too fast to get a good picture on, of the, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Like you, every other time when you want to promote how great the military industrial complex is, you throw some gun camera footage up there and everybody can see everything that's going on. But when it's this balloon that they're, you know, we, we don't know what it might be. It might be a UFO. It might be a Chinese spy ship. It may be an EMP. You're telling me you didn't get good gun camera footage on that? Come on. Well, like, where does it end? <laughs> if you think about the whole alien thing, something traveled across the, the galaxy, a couple galaxies, however long it took, right? And a, 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 a military plane is going to chase it down? <laughs> I yeah. mean, going Mach 2 or whatever we can go now uh, is going to chase something down. They can just, 
Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about all that. But you know what? It, it it did its job. That's all anybody talked about for a week was balloons and UFOs. So yeah, and and nobody said the the whole Nord Stream thing came out. Nobody said anything about that. The Ohio thing sort of got put on the back burner until just a few days ago, when it almost feels like the media was forced to report on it because the people in that town are so pissed off and been out of shape that they had to report on it. I think for whatever happened at Fox, I think Fox started reporting on it because I was surprised. I sat here. I remember talking to my dad that morning and I and he, you know, he's like, what's going on? I said, well, nobody's talking about this thing in Ohio. Like why? I'm like nobody in the mainstream news. And then that afternoon, Fox started talking about the hazardous materials effect of it. Like, I think maybe it's so much of their base, you know, again, why aren't these people being represented? Because it's poor flyover country. Yeah. You know, like that's why. Hey, Yard, <laughs> Yardbird in the chat said uh, Maverick would have flew over it, inverted, and Goose would have taken a Polaroid. <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. Yeah. Um, the I've got a couple things on Twitter here that kind of go into the same thing. There's been it seems like after that Ohio thing happened, uh, there you heard stories about other train wrecks and other things going on. Uh, and maybe it is partly to do with, you know, like when you see a red car, all of a sudden you see a bunch of red cars and there's people just right. reporting stuff. But I saw this too, which was pretty interesting. These are train tracks in Ohio. This is what our trains are running on. Uh, to me, that seems incredible. And this is just a long clip of a train moving really slow, but um, it's yeah. no wonder these things are derailing. And I also heard that the, I can't remember which rail rail line it was that, that crashed in Ohio, but they are owned by BlackRock and they recently had restrictions eased on what they could uh, bring in. So uh, it's just, it all seems, and I don't, that's what I want to get your thoughts on. It all seems like, it, it seems like there's a whole lot of it going on. It seems like one thing after another, and it seems like it's, I don't want to say like some sort of coordinated attack or something like that, but, but coordinated nonetheless, nah, I, I can they, see they the have, look on your face. You're nah, like, nah. they have, they have a thousand between a thousand and 1700 train derailments uh, every year in the United States. Right. So it happens all the time. Everybody's like, Oh my gosh, look how many of them are happening now. Yeah. Cause it happens so often. You never hear about it in the news until a bunch of hazardous chemicals get, you yeah. know, blow up. I think, you know, I think the bigger story with it is, is, in the Obama administration and again in the Trump administration, they relaxed the rules on what they on the what the train companies have to do at the the train companies pushed it with their some something to do with their braking systems and something to do with the hazardous yeah. materials. Like, I think that's what the story is. We have train and you showed the train tracks. Yeah. Our infrastructure is a mess. We can send billions of dollars over to Ukraine. Yeah, they got gold-plated train tracks. Own, we can't fix our own stuff in this in this town. Even if you support the Ukraine, what's going on in Ukraine? Like, why can't we spend a few of that billions taking care of the stuff here in the, in our own country, right? And they don't. And they, and this just this is one more just one more thing that shows that we have problems. You know, yeah. so I I think that's the the thing. Everybody that's going around saying, "Look at all these train derailments," they happen all the time. Right. It's out there happening all the time. We just get fortunate that they don't end up clacking off in the middle of towns, typically with all this hazardous material stuff. But, um, you know, it's like, well, why are they letting him transport? What's going on with that? Again, it gets back to the railroad. Railroad companies have always run things, you know, for how long? And think about this. 
right? This railroad company that, that, that relaxing the standards and all this stuff. And what did we just do? We, we had a rail worker strike and the rail workers are saying that, Hey, we don't get any time off, right? We have to work. If we, you know, we have to work extra, like they're there they don't give us vacation time. If we call out sick, we get fired. That's, that was a bunch of the stuff in the strike. So you got a bunch of tired, overworked people out there running around, running on these trains. What do you think is going to happen with the shitty infrastructure and everything else? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that is the, the major thing. That's a very good point about the, um, the, our, our government doesn't work for the United States. It, it, it's more like they, they are, they're working for the UN basically. And we are sort of that, Hey, we've got to appease these people, but we're not going to worry about infrastructure. We're not going to worry about taking care of the people in Ohio. We're not going to worry about all of these things, but we, we've got to make sure that people, the, the Ukrainians are getting their pensions paid and, and things like that. And it's well, did just, you catch that one. Yeah. You sent me that and I forgot to pull yeah, it up. It was, here, it was a video with, 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 with uh, Biden out there saying, Oh yeah, we're going to give all this aid so we can support Ukrainian pensions. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. You, you got people in Flint, Michigan, still drinking, you know, getting getting told by their politicians, ah, you know, lump it on your on your water. We have this stuff going on in East Palestine, and we've got so many problems. And it's like, really, you're going to take care of that? I just caught something the other day. It was on Twitter. Someone pushed around a, a thing that was from some government website, and they're actually talking about like um, like veterans benefits and stuff. They're looking at cutting veterans benefits like and saying, okay, well, we're going to cut you off at 67 and then you can just do your social security or whatever. Like they're chis- chipping away at everybody's stuff all around, you know, around the edges. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. It, nothing, nothing for us. I mean, you think about <laughs> roads, infrastructure, roads, bridges, train tracks, I think go into that as well. All of that stuff that is at its core, that's what the government's there to do. <laughs> but nope, uh, we, we they're, they're so it's such a mess and they're so shady and crooked mm-hmm. that I think that has a lot to do. We'll get we're gonna we're gonna go over to Rumble here in a minute and we can get into more into that. But it's so, so shady, so crooked. Everybody's paid off. Big Pharma and BlackRock own everything, so you, you're not gonna hear anything in the mainstream media. And if you hear it from these independent news sources, they're going to get, you know, just blasted for being, you know, misinformation and all that. Uh, it's, yeah, it's good times. Well, it's fun, fun uh, time local, preppers, local preppers uh, was saying something that Cincinnati closes Ohio River intake to prevent contamination after train derailment. You know, again, it's, dude, it's. Cincinnati and, and, said, and it, we don't want any of that. Well, it, it's that compounding disaster. So many things are, are, are going wrong. You know, again, it gets back. This this infrastructure stuff drives me crazy. Like we've been paying. There's no reason when I get on Interstate 40 out west and I take Interstate 40, you know, all the way across to like Arkansas or wherever it goes. Or same with Interstate 10, that those are federal highways. There's no reason like my, my, my people's vehicles should get beat to death in New Mexico because New Mexico doesn't put any money into their roads. Yeah. Like the federal government, like where are federal tax dollars going? And, you know, and, and when you think about it for, for, you know, when everybody's out there working, the average person, I think it's sometime in like April, right? March, April, May, that if you count what you make a pay a year in federal taxes, the first three or four months out of the year, you work for the federal government. All your money goes to the federal government. Yeah. yeah. You know it? It's all ridiculous. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying and what I was saying about it's the population. All these people doing these things, yes, it pisses us off, but it all it goes back to the people. People are idiots. People are the ones that are 
putting us, putting them in the position to put us in this position. And people are going to be the ones when it all just goes to crap, they're going to be even worse mm-hmm. than they are now that we're going to have to deal with as preppers who have had the foresight to look, you know, to think about all this stuff. We're going to have to deal with a bunch of yahoos that didn't and that caused the whole problem, but aren't willing to take accountability with anything. So yeah, it's, it's the people. We, we bitch about all these big wigs, but we're, we're the ones letting them do that. And I, that's the, we as a population, not to, we, well, you know, it's, we talk about that sometimes. Right. And we, we say, you know, we've voted and it's one of the things I've been pushing for. Like we voted these people in, but now it's like, how much confidence do you have in our elections? Do we yeah. really even vote them <laughs> in anymore? Really? <laughs> so it's like, I don't even know if it's our fault anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. it's gotten to the point where like, they kind of, you know, like, oh yeah, you guys can go act like you, you vote. You know, but we're not really going to worry about that because we got this thing going on. Yeah, yeah, we're we're kind of pushing the. I don't know if it's if it's okay to talk about that stuff now or not. So <laughs> uh, on YouTube, but we are sort of pushing the envelope, and I do want to get into uh, some of that Alex Jones stuff. So I think what we are going to do is end this stream here on YouTube. I'm going to put the link in the chat one more time uh, for over on YouTube. Or, or for over on Rumble, but we are because I want to play that Alex Jones clip. I want to talk a little bit about yeah. the Demar Hamlin interview, which was pretty interesting, uh, and just kind of be able to say whatever the hell we want to say. And uh, you can probably tell me I'm crazy <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. But, so um, join us over on Rumble, everybody. And all you Rumble people, we're going to be we're staying right here. Dale's just cutting the live stream off over on YouTube. But yeah, yeah. lucky guy said in the chat over here. He says, "Ha ha ha." Um, all of our tax dollars only going to pay the interest on our debt, like uh, paying the minimum credit card. And that's 100% true. It is. And on top of it, like, we just print the money, right? Like, like to say they just print money whenever they want and it really doesn't matter, why do they take taxes? Yeah, yeah. It's not we, like they have a balanced budget where, oh, well, we have to take your tax dollars because we have to use it to sp- – it's, it's all kind of make-believe now, isn't it? And, you yeah. know, I'm not a financial guy, so I'm probably talking out my butt. Well, they don't even talk about balancing the budget. I mean, there's a little bit of noise about it, but for the most part, it's about, I can't believe you're not going to let us raise the debt ceiling. We're going to default. You don't know how bad that is. Yeah. So they don't even talk about not spending or, or controlling their spending. They're, they're just talking about, you know, I need more access to this bank account. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And then what do they come back and do when they do the continuing resolution stuff? Oh, well, if we don't do this, federal employees won't be able to work. They won't get paid. Hey, the little trick is it when I, when I was doing the DC contracting thing, right? The little, tr- what, what their little trick that they do is they go after they, after the, uh, the budget gets, or not the budget, but after the continuing resolution sign gets signed, Congress usually goes and back and like basically backdates a vote and says, yeah, we'll give them all their money that they, that they didn't get when they were out of work because they shut down the government. So it's all, it's a bunch of nonsense, man. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, at any rate, if, for those of you on YouTube that aren't going to make it over to Rumble, appreciate you guys watching today. If you can like the video, um, share, subscribe, all that good stuff, that would be appreciated. Uh, but uh, with that, I think we are going to end the stream here on YouTube. But you can jump over on on Rumble. It's going to be a lot of fun over there, this, these next couple conversations. So make sure and jump over there. Or if you, do, if you can't right now, make sure and jump over there later on uh, and watch that replay. Uh, But uh, with that, take care, everyone, and we'll talk to you over on Rumble, or we'll talk to you later. Damn, that was long-winded, dude. Yeah. But, but. (laughs) Okay, so I think both of those. 
are ended now. So, but we're still going live on Rumble. All right. Uh, so, um, and we've got we've got. Uh, I just looked at the numbers. Sixty six people on Rumble right now. Yeah, that's awesome. pretty I cool. Love Rumble. What's Much that? better than YouTube? Uh, you know, it's, that's it's twice nice as when good you have as a, YouTube. <laughs> you have a video platform that doesn't uh, suppress people. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't Based freaking upon their hate opinion, us. Their so. beliefs. Yeah, it's crazy that yeah. you know, isn't that something with the con? You know, like you're entitled to your beliefs. I don't know. Maybe they didn't put that in the Constitution. Well, that's that's what the problem with all of this stuff is these days too. Though is that it is. It, you're, you're almost like chastised for going against the grain and believing something that isn't part of the accepted narrative. Uh, and oh, yeah. it, and that kind of leads me to, I do want to play this Alex Jones clip and we can get into that. But this was, I've got this clip of him 20 years ago talking about uh, stuff that, that almost sounds like he's talking about today. And I know there, there's some things that Alex Jones says, I just, it, he just goes off his rocker. But there are some things, it's almost like when he did his show, like he'd start with this nugget of truth, and then it would just grow into this, you didn't recognize what the hell it was after that. And I think that's kind of what this is. But do um, you, you have a comment or you want me to play this? No, clip? no, sure. It's a good video. Yeah, this is him and Jesse Ventura um, talking about uh, Bilderberg and all that. And it's almost... I mean, for Alex Jones, like I said, if you say enough stuff, you're going to be uh, kind of like Nostradamus. If you if you if you do enough prophecies, you're going to get something right eventually. But this was pretty prophet, uh, prophetic, however you say that word. Uh, but anyway, let's play this real quick. There's an entire agenda afoot to force the population to undergo different type of medical treatments, namely vaccines. We're seeing a medical tyranny being set up, not just in the United States, but worldwide under the UN and the World Health Organization. Who's behind all this? The Bilderberg Group. They want a planetary dictatorship so they can carry out their forced depopulation agenda, and they want to do it through the medical system. And that's why vaccines are so important. We know that many of these vaccines turn out to have serious adverse reactions. And this is being done by design. They kill you slowly over time. That's why they're called soft kill. And I've got an insider I think you should really talk to, Dr. Rima Labo. All right, so I don't know who that chick is, and I didn't play that part uh, because she kind of just kind of goes out there a little bit. But isn't that, I mean, it, like if I would have played that on YouTube, uh, we probably would have got cut off right there. We probably got a strike, and this this video would have been taken down uh, because that's yes. the type of thing that if you say that stuff, you know, you, there's no room for that anymore in in today's society. Well, and it's it's inter- like that was before the mRNA vaccine stuff came out, right? Like all this new stuff that was like that was he was having an old school pre mRNA vaccine talk. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah. it's uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Alex Jones has been right. I mean, he, he's hard for me to watch just because he gets so intense sometimes. And I guess maybe, you know, he I try not to get intense. and I know I do. But at the same time, I think like he gets me kind of going sometimes. So I think, uh, you know, but he's been right. You know, everybody laughed at him about like, you know, the Bilderberger group and worshiping Moloch the owl and all this stuff. And the dude comes out with a video like, yeah, here it is. And he's like, oh, he was right. Yeah, yeah. I, I after watching this and seeing a couple of his other things, it's almost I, I wasn't really that into him before, but it's almost like I've missed that sort of WWE of conspiracy, WWF <laughs> of conspiracy theory 
that he does because there are some things. I mean, when you're talking about gay frogs and you're talking about his male vitality BS and all these different things. But the gay frogs, I think, was a real like was a like something that was actually happening. That was that was there was truth to that. It, it, yeah, it, was, it was doing something with this. Yeah, that's one of those little nuggets that he has. And then all of a sudden, this little nugget grows into this this crazy ass. Um, you know, I've the more he digs into something, the more he has his his reporters on the ground digging into something, trying to find stuff out. The more off the rails everything gets. But um, you see all the stuff coming out with the vaccine now, and you see all the stuff with Pfizer. Uh, you know, it, what he was saying right there, and you, you look at how Davos, uh, the, this upward, upward transfer of wealth and BlackRock in Davos and all that, you see all this stuff happening now. Back then, uh, it, when, I was, when I was watching this, thinking about how I would have thought about it back then, it, it was sort of that, that weird, oh, man, this is really happening type thing. These days, it's almost like a, yeah, so what? I, or not so what, but yeah, I mean, it's completely obvious these days. Well, and I, I think mean, we're going to look know, back in 20 years and it's going to be the same way. Yeah, because it's, I, I guess, probably because the Internet's out there and people are actually able to get like, hey, here's a video clip. You know, you mentioned Pfizer, right? They got the video clip. We were talking earlier about the James O'Keefe where, you know, Project Veritas, yeah, Project Veritas. people on the board want to toss James O'Keefe. When whatever you think about James O'Keefe, but he's made Project Veritas and they want to get rid of him after he busted out the Pfizer executive running his mouth about all the crazy stuff that they, they've done with the vaccine. And, you know, you, you could believe in the vaccine or not, but when a company goes and lobbies in court to, to hide their tests and all their records for 75 years, like that's not, then, then they're hiding something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's about, and it has to do with the vaccine. So like, you know, again, it's, it's interesting to see how all this stuff goes. Yeah. And I think that there was something when I first saw that, because Project Veritas, I mean, he started it, but but what are they without him? I mean, it's just a another uh, group that is, you know, that investigative journalism type crap. But without him doing what he's, he does, they wouldn't even be there. And I, I think the pharmaceutical companies, because they have their claws in everything, that's why you don't hear anything on the mainstream media about any of this stuff, because they advertise with all of them. Uh, you don't hear any about any of this stuff on all of these different platforms because it's deemed misinformation because they've got the money. Uh, I, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if BlackRock's not involved with, with that either. That's I, in my in my brain, BlackRock is involved with everything, <laughs> whether they well, are you know, or not. And maybe this this might be you know a little uh, I don't know. You look at it though, and I look at the stuff, and there's all the money there. But if we think about like the Epstein client list and like reports of like all the different people that have been on that Bill Gates and all these people have been on his silent. And then you, and then if you look down that whole rabbit hole and this, you know, I'm not a Q person, but if you look down the rabbit hole of that stuff and, and you see like what the, the elites have going on, how many of them have gotten caught and have been compromised doing stuff where they get them to go against like every moral fiber and value where they're just straight up lying about stuff. You know, you, you go look at the, the, the FBI, the FBI with the FISA courts. Oh, we'll lie to the FISA court. We'll do this. And, and all the, the stuff, you know, that we know that they're, that they're monitoring everything that happens in our country, all, all the cell phone conversations. It, and if you don't think it's all happening, well, you should probably, I don't know, either watch our channel a lot more or go somewhere else because it, it's happening, right? They monitor everything. And, yeah. and when, and, and you have the 50 some member with, with the Hunter Biden laptop thing, you have the 50 some Intel, uh, execs come out 
former Intel directors. And, oh, yeah, we think it's Russian disinformation. And now they're trying to wiggle out of that. Well, why would they say that? Who has enough clout over 51 of those people to get every one of them to get in the lockstep? Probably because they got pictures of their dicks going into little kids or something like that. Yeah, flying on an oh, airplane to Epstein Island. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey uh, uh, in the chat, uh, where is it here? Um, Yardbird said, I, okay, I joined Rumble. If I get my doors kicked down, I'm blaming you two characters. I'll tell you what, Yardbird, if you see like one of us disappear real quick, because they're probably going to come get one of us first, then you better go hide or do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're probably going to come after one of us first. We'll see, though. Hasn't happened yet. Um, on that that same thing, though, I'm not sure how many people saw the the Demar Hamlin thing. And I know a lot of people uh, in our audience probably don't watch football and all that, but I'm sure they heard about Demar Hamlin. Um, he was basically tackled, just like you'd see somebody else get tackled on a football field. Absolutely normal. His heart stopped. He basically died on the field and everything. And they called it. I forget what you said it was. They they said it was. So they tried to say it was comodio, comodio cortis. And what comodio cortis is, is you take a really sharp, intense, fast hit to the chest wall over the heart that causes basically the heart. And when it catches it right at the right spot, the entire heart, all the cells in the heart, they all fire off. They all have electricity. Uh, they're able to have, uh, they all have electricity, right? They can all fire off. That's what causes the muscle contraction. Typically, yeah. they do it in rhythm. Every once in a while, they get out of rhythm. And when that happens, it goes into V-fib. And basically, all these cells just start firing off. And the hot, the heart basically stops. It can't form a cohesive contraction to pump blood through it. When, when someone goes into V-fib, and I was a paramedic for a long time. When someone goes into V-fib and you watch them go into V-fib, they, they're done. They're dead right there. Like, if you don't get any, if, if you don't get it so they get back, you know, you shock them, you defibrillate them, you do CPR to keep them going. They're not coming back. Right. And they don't get up and take a step. Now, typically with commodio cortis, what happens as well is it typically um, impacts kids, usually guys, because that's who's playing these sports a lot of times. And, and, and because it, it's about the chest, it's about how much padding do you have on the chest? So like 15 years and younger is typically who it affects. It doesn't typically affect people in their 20s. It doesn't affect football players who have really highly developed chest musculature. Because, again, that's the padding that protects the chest. It happens in in younger guys that get hit with like a baseball. Happens a lot in baseball and a lot in cross. And when I say a lot, like 20 to less than 100 times, somewhere around there. I've seen different numbers, but it's not very often that this thing happens. Right? It doesn't happen to a football player. Like it's never happened in, in that I've seen in the NFL and it doesn't happen to a football player has developed chest muscles and is wearing uh, football pads. And it was a drag down tackle after he got tackled. You watched him. He got up and took a step and went down. Yeah. And then we did. And, and everybody kept that. And I was like, no, what it's going on with this guy. And no one would say, and then the commodio cortis, you don't stay in the hospital a long time because it's literally was a traumatic thing. Once the heart gets reset, it goes. Right. As long as you as long as you have someone pumping on their chest until you get that heart to reset so they don't have any uh, damage from oxygen from oxygen deprivation. Yeah. Right? But then you get this guy when they ask him this on this question. Yeah. And I thought this was pretty interesting, pretty telling, I think, anyway, um, how he answered this question. So this was an interview on ABC he did with Michael Strahan uh, on national television. Uh, and this is how he uh, how we went about answering the question of. Of you know, did the 
What do you think it was that caused it, basically? I'll just play this clip. From the ICU, the question on so many minds, what caused his heart to stop beating? You're 24, peak physical condition, could run circles around me right now. (laughs) (laughs) How did doctor describe what happened to you? Um... Um, that's something I want to stay away from. I know from my experience at the NFL, they do more tests than anything. And in the course of you having your physical, did anybody ever come back with any, say you had a heart issue or anything that was abnormal? Uh, honestly, no. Um, I've always been a, a, a healthy, young, fit, energetic, uh, you know, human being, let alone mm-hmm. athlete. Um, so it, it was something that was just that we're, we're still processing and I'm still talking through with my doctors just to see what everything was. I think he's probably still talking through with his lawyers too. <laughs> Dude, he's talking but, through with the NFL. Yeah. Like, the the way he answered did. that, that's not something I want to get into right now. That is pretty telling to me uh, about what happened. And when you, when you look at all of the other instances of these young athletic dudes, yeah. I, Demarius Thomas of the Denver Broncos used to be a Denver Bronco. Uh, same type of thing happened. And and it makes you wonder if, because DeMar Hamlin, this happened to him, and he had medical attention right there on the spot. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes you wonder if some of these other situations, these younger people, uh, if, it, if it would have been sort of the same type of outcome rather than just instantaneous, and instantaneous death. And maybe it's not the jab, right? Maybe it's not. But it sure seems... Ah. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I think like, too. You know, if it's not it, well, if it's not the if it wasn't the jab, and it was more, he's trying to wait to see about some contract stuff. Maybe like, but it really look when I see that, it's like he would like I don't want to even talk about this. Like, yeah. and and to, and we're you know, and Michael Strahan, I think me. it's interesting because Michael Strahan goes into that interview thinking like, oh, of course it was. I think. I think Michael Strahan thought it was the commodial cordis and that he yeah. was going to get that response. Well, I took this hit and I went down, but everybody, but everybody knows anything knows it's not this commodial cordis. Right. So then what is it? Well, if it was something other than, you know, something related, related to the uh, vaccine, you think you'd probably be able to say that. So I kind of, I'm left with, ah, no, this guy's uh, myocarditis, you know, like, and may, that's totally my conspiracy mind going. But why isn't he giving an answer? Yeah. It's not like he doesn't know. I'm sure when they're like, hey, doc, what's wrong with me? Like, you don't get out of the hospital until the doc figure out what you are and you stabilize. And you yeah, OK. Yeah, you're OK now. Why? Because they, they gave him the stuff to get the get the myocarditis under control. Yeah. And, and that's also the reason why you don't hear any of these mainstream media outlets reporting on that stuff, this stuff. And it, 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 this also made me think, okay, why did, because they edit these videos. So they had to edit this with that portion in. So it makes you wonder if this is like, okay, we can, we can squeeze in this little nugget of truth right here, but this is as far as we can go without pissing off Pfizer. Do you think that they're so like, so bought into the narrative that, they that they think oh look he just doesn't want to talk about it like in their minds they're thinking like oh it's just so traumatic he doesn't want to talk about it or something you know um could be so but, uh, so close-minded the, the, the third 
in the chat, the third hero says 10 to one, he had a microphone in his ear and they were telling him not to say it. <laughs> yeah. It sure yeah. sounds like somebody like, like he did not want to talk about that. Yeah. And he paused for a second too. He's like, uh, how do I answer this? And then, yeah, <laughs> here, Hey, shut up. Demar, shut up. Shut up. Don't say anything. Yeah. 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 Probably the, the, one of the executives for Pfizer in the background going, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's like a, it's uh, it's the NFL commissioner, like a little marionette, and the Pfizer is the one over him doing the marionette. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I remember when when we first had talked about this. I talked about how Pfizer probably is because the dude's probably not going to play football again, um, and Pfizer probably paid him off. And you were saying probably the NFL uh, paid him off. And is yeah. that is basically is that kind of like a hush campaign um, to just kind of keep the the narrative rolling that uh, hey, vaccines I, I are good? If you if you look, look at how hard they went after Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers, like you know he's one of the top, you know top quarterbacks in the game, right? They they went after him and and all he all Aaron Rodgers said was I'm allergic to one of the ingredients in in, in the vaccine. I can't take it. You know, and he's like, if everybody around me is vaccinated, I should be fine. I can't take it. But it was such a big deal to get everybody 100 percent. You know, they went after that guy. I'm pretty sure it's pretty easy to, you know, tell the, you know, Hamlin, hey, shut up. Don't don't say anything. And I'm sure they didn't couch it where the NFL commissioner shows up and tells him just to shut up. But, you know, I mean, I I get the feeling that this guy is a, a nice guy. He wants to do right by people. And that stuff, and they're like, and and they and he may be convinced that the vaccine's okay, and they're like, hey, if you say anything about this, the, the anti-vax crowd is going to go run with it. If you say it's myocarditis, which is what it was, you know, if that's what the case is, then you're they're going to just leap to all these conclusions. We really don't want that because yeah. they don't want you to think about the conclusions that everybody's leaping to that keeps showing themselves. Yeah, Brandon said in the chat too. Maybe he doesn't want to jeopardize a sports career. Uh, that yeah. that could be true too. I don't know if this is where he was going with that, but um, if he doesn't, because who knows where he's going to go from this point? If he's if he's that outsider uh, that is willing to stand up, you know, Brett Favre, all right, Brett Favre, uh, Aaron Rodgers, doesn't matter what he says at this point because he's one of the greatest, so he's going to have a job. Demar Hamlin, I'm not sure. So maybe he just doesn't want to upset the apple cart. And I think that's the way society is with a lot of things these days, with the, the transgender story time and people don't want to upset the apple cart. So they just kind of go along with it and go with it. They take the easy road. Uh, and I think that's, you know, leading us to exactly where we are. And, and you know, down in the future, we're going to talk about some Ukraine well, stuff uh, where where I think we are headed and it's nowhere good. You know, and again, maybe maybe his agent said, hey, dude, don't talk about this stuff because we want to make sure we can get you the highest contract value possible, you know, kind of thing. We don't want you to sink your own ship. Maybe yeah. there's that possibility. But, you know, we're told how to say everything. I mean, there's so many things. This is the way you have to say it. Like, I can't not see some someone got to him about something. Yeah. When he sits there, ah, uh, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. And it almost like he, he almost looked like he wanted to. But maybe that's just me, you know, fantasizing and reading into it. There were there were definitely things going on in his head as he was doing that. So either somebody yeah. got to him beforehand or they didn't. Maybe they didn't do a very good job of explaining what his answer should be because it's almost like he didn't know how he should answer it. So I was just like, I'm not uh, I'm not going to answer that. So I don't know. Maybe I, I also saw some crazy conspiracy theories about him when um, it, this it, Twitter is a good thing. 
that it's it's kind of free now, but it's also a bad thing because you see some of these where people are talking about how he's actually dead and there's a body double and, you know, all that crap. And I'm oh. like, oh, come on. I mean, leave the dude alone. I, I mean, people don't bother thinking about the why of stuff. They just like the conspiracy theory, so they throw it out there. Or how that would be even possible, how many people would have to be involved in covering that up uh, for that to actually work, including the players themselves. So, at any rate, I, I thought that, that was pretty body funny. Snatchers. But this, what's that? It's like body snatchers. Yeah, yeah. Remember yeah, the movie? Yeah, yeah. But, but at any rate, I wanted to, um, we didn't get to this Nord Stream stuff, and I did want to get to that before we get out of here tonight. Uh, because I've got a clip. We, we did a show, whenever this first started, uh, like four or five months ago or whatever, whenever this happened. And I didn't get, I've, I've, well, I linked to it in the first video. I'll make sure and leave it in the show notes uh, afterwards. But the whole video, we talked about why, who could have done it, right? Like why Russia probably wasn't, it wasn't them. Why Europe, it probably wasn't them. Uh, about the Nord Stream pipeline? Uh, yeah, about the pipeline getting blown up. And then all of a sudden, this article, uh, I think you are the one that brought this to my attention, but this is Seymour, Hart, uh, Seymour Harsh talking Hirsch. about how it was the United States. And it was some sort of exercise. Uh, I got that covered up right here. I'm not going to go through this. Uh, Ball Tops 22. Uh, last June, the Navy divers operation under the cover of a widely publicized midsummer NATO exercise known as Ball Tops 22, where they planted. Doesn't that sound like, a, doesn't that sound like some big uh, summer gay party, Ball Tops? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. It's like some German. Yeah. Some, some weird ass yeah. German thing. David Hasselhoff is at or something. Yeah. Um, but he basically goes through in this article talking about how it absolutely was the United States. And I got a little yeah. clip of the show we did, and it's only uh, a couple little things, but it's the show we did about four months ago where we talked about, uh, basically you said in that show and in this clip right here that until proven otherwise, you're blaming the United States. And in this article, he's talking about how it was the United States and NATO that basically uh, did this to to hurt Russia. And what what concerns me about this stuff, it well, let me play this clip and then I'll go into that in a second. But here's that clip of of the show we did about four months ago. Joe Biden suggested on camera that he might take out these pipelines. Watch. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. What do, what, how, will you, how will you do that exactly since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. You know that our government yeah. and the and the way they do things, what's to put it past them from secretly? I it, until I see different, just like with the lab leak theory, I am putting my money that the United States blew that up because who benefits? We just talked. I don't see. I don't see Russia benefiting by this. 
So, so it was a very interesting podcast. I had to listen to the whole segment to try to get that little clip. But there, we go into a lot more detail about why, you know, the narrative at the beginning was, oh, it, it was Russia. Because everything is Russia these days. Russia, Russia, Russia. We'll just blame everything on Russia and, and people will buy it because Russia's bad. And uh, we've got everybody trained. And not to say that Russia's any good, but not everything that happens bad in the world is because of Russia. <laughs> well, so, they've made them the convenient boogeyman. And dude, it's yeah. like, I, you know, I don't like, I, I'm not a Russia fan. I don't like Putin. They're a bunch of, they can say that they're free. They're still a bunch of commies. I'm sorry. I don't like you. But they're, they just use that to throw everything on him. And then, you know, you, that Seymour Hirsch article. So Seymour Hirsch is the guy who busted the My Lai massacre back in, in Vietnam, right? He won a Pulitzer for it where U.S. troops like killed like hundreds of, hundreds of these uh, Vietnamese. And he's, he's, he's been at the cutting edge of a lot of other big stories throughout the years. And literally now the left is turning on going, oh, yeah, look at this guy he used to be good. And now he sucks. But he lines out a very good case. And apparently and what one of the things they say is they say, well, we don't like his source. And I get that. Like it's like he's not going to name a source and he has one source that he says is an insider. It, but it doesn't have the feel to me like when they would come out, you know, when uh, Adam Schiff would have some whistleblower come out and you listen to the whistleblower and he sounded like milk toast. Hirsch was very, very uh, adamant about how this and it's it's a he he makes a very good argument for the U.S. blowing up that pipeline. Yeah. And and this article right here, you you sent to me and this is basically exactly what you're talking about, how they they try to discredit. They say he's a discredited journalist. They try to talk about how he's said a couple of other things that have just been batshit crazy. He may have done that first thing really good. But a other, uh, some other things that he's done has been just off his rocker. So you can't believe well, what he's saying. And that is, it, the, that is the, the narrative that gets pushed by all these media sources is, oh, you can't believe that stuff. You can't. And I, I can't help but think that this is all coordinated like they, they got their marching orders. And this is how you have to cover this story because it can't be, well, it, can't be true. Again, it's about oil. It's about gas, right? And yeah. that Business Insider cites this organization called Bellingcat that does like a lot of open source Intel stuff, but Bellingcat gets a lot of, and maybe they're legit. I don't know, but I know they get funding from some of the Intel agencies and that when they don't, they get it from like, they route it through like UN organizations and stuff like that. It's a lot of their funding. So I kind of look at them like, ah, I don't know. I don't trust you. Yeah. I just, I just don't like this whole Ukraine situation. And I feel for the people in Ukraine, the, the people that have no control over all this crap that's going on. But there's so much of this that just stinks to, to high water that, that I mean, all the money that we're putting out. I mean, Joe Biden basically writes him a blank check every other day. Like I said earlier, well, uh, any anytime uh, um, Zelensky is like the sham wow guy or, 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 you know, begging for money, having his little telethons and running around, the, running around the world begging for money. My concern is, yeah, there's probably a lot of crap going on behind the scenes why this is happening. But what happens in five, 10 years when something important does kick off? Say China decides to get all antsy or North Korea, Iran, or they all get together and we don't have any damn weapons left because Ukraine shot them all off. What happens then? Well, I think so. I think we're already there. I, I was catching. I don't know if you watch Scott Ritter. Scott Ritter was a, a one of the nuclear arms people that was supposed to be going in investigating Iraq um, before we invaded Iraq. And he was coming back and saying, hey, what are we doing here? So he's 
one of the things, and he's been pretty good on, on the whole Ukraine thing. And when he, he was talking the other day and what he was saying is that Ukraine is burning through in a week, what we manufacture in a month when it comes to like artillery shells and Munitions all that, you and can't stuff. win that war without artillery and, and all that, that they're fighting over there in Russia. And Ukraine's taken a lot of casualty. I've seen some videos where Ukraine's like basically forcing like 16 year olds now into the military. Right. And so, and so now they're going deep, like, okay, that's what Germany did at the end. Start putting a bunch of kids, young kids and old men into the military units and Ukraine's their, their lines are pretty thin. Like they have a lot of territory to, to defend and that the, that the Soviet union or not Soviet Russia has put together might as well be it's Putin. Right. So it's put together. Yeah. They, they've got upwards of a half a million people together. And the U S media is trying to say that they're all conscripts. And what they're, what he's saying is like, no, they have a bunch of trained people. The con that they do have conscripts, but they're being the supply guys. They're, they're the ones that are doing a lot of the admin support. And that uh, here in the next, I know the, the Russians just started kicking off an offensive, but he, what he's saying is they don't have enough ammo. We, we actually, apparently we went to Israel and we told Israel, Hey, is it all right? All right. If we give your ammo a lot, but that we're giving to you, if we can send it over to Ukraine. So we're, we're throwing, you know, you, stuff we're making for Israel into Ukraine. And that what he's saying is they're about ready. Just attrition and everything else is about ready to, to crush the Ukrainians. So if something does kick off, say China gets all antsy, we're, we're basically going to be fighting them with BB guns and, and cap guns and bows and arrows. And <laughs> I mean, well, I think we, you know, I, I imagine we have, we have a, a bunch of our own stuff too, but yeah, it just shows, you know, it's like, and, and it's not to say here, here's the terrible part about this, right? that there's been like a quarter of a million plus Ukrainian, just like civilians that have been gotten smoked in this and died in horrible ways. I guess not that during war, any good, any way to die is a good way, but you know, they got videos coming out now showing uh, Ukrainian troops with what they're showing to be chemical weapons. They have a video out of them dropping one of these little chemical weapon cylinders onto a Russian soldier and, and you watch this guy like, you know, whether it's staged or not, it doesn't look staged, but then, you know, they, they have good stuff coming out, um, sitting down there flopping around on the ground. Like he just got hurt, hit with a nerve agent. So it's, it's just a bad, the whole, the whole thing's a bad and tiger mentioned it in the chat, you know, it's what we talked about on here. And then, and lucky guy back, you know, said the same thing is that it's all, uh, you know, it's a money laundering scheme. We've talked about yeah. that, right? After the Panama papers happened, after they shut down Panama, they shifted to Ukraine, Ukraine. Before all this stuff happened, there, there, New York Times and all these, you know, Democrats were out there talking about the Nazis problem that they had in Ukraine. Yeah. When I did my my degree in security management, like the one thing that they always they went back to on a lot of it was if if you're if it's cyber attacks and cyber crime, it's very good likely chance it might be coming out of Ukraine. We know that they human traffic their own people like crazy. I talked to a buddy of mine. I got hit up. A buddy of mine asked me, was telling me, because, you know, I used to do the contracting thing. was like, hey, you know, they're looking for uh, tactical combat casualty care instructors, TCCC instructors to go over to Ukraine. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm out of that game. I don't want to do that game anymore. But I, I talked to another buddy and he says, yeah, they don't always let you leave once you get there. You go yeah. there and teach the classes they want and then they don't let you leave afterwards. Oh, no, you got to stay and keep doing this stuff. So the Ukraine is when they're, they're putting 16 year old kids in the military. Now they're running out of, they're running out of people they're running out of resources. Yeah. Well, and, and the problem is it, I was sort of being a little bit facetious about, you know, fighting with cap guns and bows and arrows and stuff, but 
At the same time, it's sort of like the strategic oil reserve or long-term food storage, right? You have all that stuff to, to hopefully last you a certain amount of time. The more that we're giving away, the more that we're, you know, just depleting everything. And this goes for all the countries that are that are doing it. The more those things are dwindling, and it could be that that by design this stuff is going on uh, between you know Russia, China, Iran, all these people knowing that just we'll just kind of weaken them a little bit, and then it's going to be easier to go in for the kill later on. I don't know. That's massive conspiracy right there, but. Who's to say something like that doesn't happen in the next decade or so? Well, and I think maybe it just might be, too, that we got out of our ski tips on it. Because remember, what were we talking about back when Trump was in office, right? Burisma and the dirty, corrupt stuff that Hunter Biden was on the board, which was, you know, which had formerly been a Ukrainian or a Russian oil company. Right. There was all that stuff that was going on. All this stuff about Ukraine. Remember that the first impeachment was about the bad phone call with Hillary Clinton, Uranium One. Right. Everything was all this stuff about Ukraine, you know, and then knowing that way we pushed the 2014 coup and all that stuff that happened. And we're at this. It's like they, they've been over there messing around. And why is that? I think it gets back to, again, they're laundering money over there. And we know yeah. through through um, FTX that the Ukrainians were giving that dude money. Where, where were they? Where were the Ukrainians getting the money that they were giving to you FTX, which he was funneling the Democratic Party? probably from the billions and billions and 50 billion or whatever we're at in aid now that we've donated, that we've given to them. Yeah. Biolabs. I mean, just, there's probably, there's probably, if we knew everything that was going on over there, people would probably be shocked, but we're not going to hear about any of that stuff because the media is radio silent about anything that can be deemed negative about, Ukraine. And if you say anything negative, that's like what we talked about in that video. If you say anything negative about Ukraine, I joked that you're going to be called a Putin apologist in that video. And you were like, let him. <laughs> but that's the way it is these days. You you talk, you say anything negative about it. If you don't have a Ukrainian flag in your profile picture, uh, you're just an evil son of a bitch. Well, you know, it gets back to the whole thing. They can, they can say whatever they want. Like that was part, been a part of the problem for a long time. People were kind of scared. Well, I don't want to be, you know, targeted by them, like the, you know, the, the woke mob or whatever that the, the, the media, like all this different stuff. You don't want to be toked, uh, uh, you know, targeted by them. My thing now is gargle my balls. Go fuck you. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me I'm a Putin apologist. I know I'm not a Putin apologist and I know you're gaslighting because you have nothing better to offer than just to talk shit to somebody and say, well, you're a Putin apologist because you're calling out all this shit that we're doing with Ukraine. No, the Ukrainian people have gotten fucked. Yeah. But because people are so, so in on the cock of Zelensky, right? What aren't they doing? They're not looking past that and saying, well, how did all this get started? Did we provoke this stuff? Again, I'm not a fan of Putin, but we had, we had, we had a cow and almost went, got into a nuclear war and then it, over the Bay of Pig or not the Bay of Pigs, but over the Cuban Missile Crisis, Right. And we had an agreement. They never wrote it down. It was a, it was a set agreement. We won't move east past Germany when the wall came down. We've been moving east ever since. So I don't I don't like Putin. But at the same time, dude, you got a, a crazy ex KGB colonel that's running a country, and now you're trying to get into the the country that's on his border. What do, what you, do expect? you expect is going to happen? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and it's. You know, you talk about how it's you feel for the Ukrainian people because they have no control over any of these games that are being played. At the same time, 
the American people on a completely different level, we're getting screwed too. Uh, not to the not to the extent that they are over there, but this the military industrial complex. So you go back to the Iraq War and even before that. It, ever since then, we've been getting screwed as well because you see all this money going over there. You see all these things happening. Like I said in the, the YouTube show, uh, our this administration does not work for the American people. They work for the UN. Uh, and we are kind of a byproduct. We're, we're just kind of here. Uh, you know, we, you know, ride on your little crooked railroads and drive over your broken bridges and all that crap. And we'll throw you a bone here and there, but you know, we've got, we've got stuff to take care of over in Ukraine. Cause that's where our bank accounts are. And that's where we're manufacturing these bioweapons and stuff like that. Well, and, and it's the way, look Possibly. at, go, go read, go read Hirsch's article and look, and he breaks out the whole, the whole natural gas thing. Right. And, and, and the crazy part of that article is if, if they start buying into it, like because that was controlled by Russia. Yes, but Germany as well. So we attacked a NATO member. You remember when they had that day where the uh, um, they said, oh, Russia shot a missile at Poland. And like we had talked about, like, it wasn't no missile from Russia. It was a missile. It, it was that was a Ukrainian anti-missile missile that went off course. And sure enough, that's what it turned out to be. Right. Well, what did they start talking about with this Russian missile that went into Poland? Oh, Article five of the of the NATO treaty says if somebody attacks one of the NATO countries, all the NATO countries will you know stand up against that person. All right. Well, we just attacked it. We just attacked. the. Uh, we just attacked Germany. We blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Let's say yeah. let's say that's like I believe I believe it's true. But let's let's say that is maybe I'm wrong. But let's say it is true. We just attacked Germany. Yeah, you, you would think <laughs> according to the rules. Yes. Yeah. So, hey, a lucky guy in the chat said it. I, I'm at the point where I gladly accept being called a white supremacist, misogynist, Putin apologist. Uh, if it means I'm the opposite of the lefty lunatics, I'll wear the badge with pride. Yeah, absolutely. That's where I am. Did you see Biden the other day? Um, he was talking about how white people basically celebrate lynchings and stuff like that. He basically uh, basically said that white men on their first birthday, all get a white hood and a cross and a little book of matches or something. I mean, that's basically what he was saying about, about white men and saying that this, he, I mean, he's got to be the most racist damn president in the history of this. Well, maybe not. The yeah, I kind of look at him as like, he doesn't, I don't think he knows what he's saying half the time. And I think, you know, part of the reason why, like, that's you why don't see him come out. Like that racist a big shit speech, comes out of him. Cause in, at his core, he's a racist. Yeah, well, I mean, he 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 was, you know, he did. Uh, he was big into Robert Byrd and you know all yeah. that that kind of stuff. So, but I I think they you know they they dose him up on a bunch of a you know uh, amphetamines to roll him out when he has to go do a speech. And I think that guy just says whatever fires up his base. That's the narrative now. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's and and the shitty part about it is they've done so much to where they they, they say it so much that when actual like when people are actually like being racist, like nobody believes it anymore. Yeah. You know, to the point where they're like, Oh, that the five black cops that beat down and killed uh, Nichols in it's Memphis, white supremacy. that's because of, that's because of white supremacy. It's like, yeah. go fuck yourselves, man. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. So to lucky guys comment. Yeah. It's kind of like at the point where you're like, whatever, say whatever the hell you want, say whatever yeah. the hell makes you feel happy, say whatever, you know, you and your little chat group, and you guys can all talk about us people that don't, that don't fall in line uh, with all this crap. Say whatever you want. I know who I am personally. I'm happy with mm -hmm. who I am personally. I don't hate people for their color, for their sexual identity, for whatever. I, I could care, I could care less. I got my own problems to deal with. 
Uh, but you know, you have your little fun and you, and you feel better about yourself for calling me some sort of white supremacist or, you know, something like that. You know, if that makes you yeah. feel better, go for it. Yeah. Uh, I don't, uh, we totally got kind of off track there, but that was just a good comment <laughs> from lucky guys. So, <laughs> well, we, Hey, here's we the thing track with Nord Stream. Keep, keep your eye on what happens down the road. Since this is out there, if it benefits Germany and other countries, watch what, you know, watch if they do anything with it, which, yeah. you know, Hey, maybe it get maybe it gets us out of the, uh, that overseas game. The other side of it is if, if Ukraine, if, if Russia takes back Ukraine or the Ukraine stuff falls through, watch where we direct our next, the, the military, think about Ukraine. We got into that, what, six months within six months after shutting down Afghanistan, boom, we're in another war. This one, we don't have to put soldiers in and we could spend even more money. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. so, so what, where do we go next? What's the next uh, enemy that we, we choose off against China? Yeah. And, and we were kind of talking about this before the show. Um, I, I had read something. I can't remember what it was. Um, Africa. I think Brandon was the one that brought it up. Africa, the next forever war going down there and trying to, because Biden had talked about how we're going to help you out. We're going to bring you up into the first world, all this stuff, which basically means we're going to go down and try to run the show. But China's already down there uh, trying mm-hmm. to run the show. So China's been there for years, man. Yeah. So what, you know, what sort of, of can of worms does that open? And it's, you know, they want to open a can of worms because once this is done, they still got to make the money, right? There's only so many weapons they can replenish before they have to use them again and replenish them again. Uh, meanwhile, uh, you know, we're, we're here eating $14 steaks and um, $13 a carton eggs and um, plant-based meats and insects and crap like that. And we're well, liking it's, it. Dude, I, I spent a year in Africa in um, around 2010, somewhere on that round there. And there's Chinese people everywhere down there. They call them the locust horde and China goes about it differently, right? China shows up and they're like, well, you have a port. Oh, well, we'll, we'll build that port for you. You just let us run it afterwards. Right. You, you let yeah. us handle it. And then, and they just get in their fingers you. into everything. And we're running around like, I remember this, this army colonel, I, I was, we were working with the Sunni's people's liberation army and this army colonel's like, well, we have to give them this hundred million dollar Harris radio system. And I remember talking to like the head of the, 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 the guy who was running all that stuff for the, um, for the, for the suit, for the South Sudanese army. He's like, we don't need that shit. And he shows me how they communicate. They have a secret code that they change every day. And they, and they know how to change it it's like out in the bush and everywhere that they're at. And these guys literally get on their cell phone and they do Morse code with their mouth that, 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 that into a cell phone. That's a secret code already. So you have to know Morse code and you have to know what their code is. And they, that's how they do all their communications. He's like, that's expensive American radio system. That's highly technological. The first time it has a, uh, something breaks on it. I'm not going to have anybody can fix it. And, and the U S kept pushing a hundred million dollar system. Why? Because Harris Radios is one of the big, you know, communications companies back in D.C. So they're out there trying to push all this, cra- this, this craziness. Meanwhile, the Chinese are like, hey, we'll, we'll do stuff that you can actually use. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, dog fan in the chat said, Biden is such a shitbag. I, I have to catch myself feeling sorry for him sometimes. I do the same. I do the same damn thing. Because, and it's only like a, a nanosecond, because you, you see the guy walking around like an old fart oh. or, you know, you know, and it's like, okay, he's not. And then you remind yourself, okay, this dude is responsible for a whole lot of shit. So I'm not feeling sorry for him. Um, well, doesn't it show you how, or like, like, if you think about it, like how much does the president, like who's really running the government? Not that dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he does one, one little talk and he's, he's worn out and. 
Yeah, no, that was a good comment by dog fan, especially since, you know, Georgia Bulldogs, but uh, two years in a row now, right? <laughs> Go dogs, national champ. That was, that was an awesome game. Anyway. Um, Oakland dude in the said in the, in the chat also said, uh, uh, well, let me find it here. Uh, we'll miss you, Taiwan. Sad emoji. Yeah. Something, yeah. something in the next few years is going to come of that. I don't know exactly what that is, but I mean, how, how long is China going to be kind of using it as their little, their, their little chess piece uh, until well, something finally happens with that? And then what do we do? Because, because they're all able to use it as a rallying cry now, I think, because somebody in there, uh, Oklahoma dude said uh, Philippines, four new bases uh, that were, were putting in, in, uh, in the Philippines. Right. I guess. So yeah. our military industrial complex going over there, building bases that you know, the Filipinos like it. China goes, Oh, we got to build up because look what they're doing. There's, I, I think it's funny how we, we bitch and scream, and I do it. I do it when China does this or does that. Meanwhile, we're all over the damn place with shit just popping up all over the place, doing this 10 times worse. Um, yeah. Now, I get it with, the, with Taiwan and all that because there are territories, territories over there that are ours or, or we are helping, that, helping them. So I get why we have those over there, and we're kind of protecting Taiwan. But still... You know, we do, we are not without sin here in the United States. That's for damn no. sure. So when was the last time we had to declare war and how many conflict, look at how many conflicts we've been in since Korea and then find and ask yourself, when was the last time we had to declare war? Yeah. I think con Congress got behind the first invasion of Iraq. They all voted for that. But I mean, ever and that was on, you know, nonsense terms in some ways. So. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, that was that was almost like the last time they did that, and they're like, "Why do we even bother with this? We don't have to do this crap anymore." It's yeah. been twenty years. Yeah, when was the last when was the last war that was actually necessary? World War Two, possibly oh, I mean, Korea. It, well, it depends on your it depends on your view of how necessary you know all the oil and stuff is, right? I mean, you look at yeah. Syria. Yeah, you know, we own two we we control two thirds of Syria, and look at the two thirds that we control, or the third of it, something like that, half of it. It's the, which is where all the oil is. That's why we're in Syria. I mean, Trump yeah. came out and said that. He's like, ah, well, remember when he tried to pull out of Syria and they all started screaming, oh my God, you're leaving the Kurds. He wasn't leaving the Christian Kurds in Northern Iraq that, that were our allies over there doing all that stuff. He was leaving the YPG Kurds that, that are terrorists. They're Marxist terrorists. They do terrible things to people. Oh, you're leaving the Kurds. So then they ended up staying. And Trump came out and said, we're there because of the, we're there because of the oil. Yeah. Well, and that, that goes to my, what I was talking about with Africa, because when you talk about where we're going with technology and all that, all those rare earth min, uh, material minerals and all those things are down there pretty soon. We're, we're not going to need to be in the middle East. And all of a sudden we'll just abandon them uh, magically just, you know, disappear up there and we'll be down in Africa starting a whole bunch of shit down there. Uh, go read, so. go read up sometime, go read up on sometime on what's really happened in Yemen. We're sponsoring all kinds of crazy war stuff in, in Yemen and elsewhere. Yeah, not surprising. Not not surprising at all. Our intelligence agencies are, I, I don't want to call them <laughs> like the no, KGB or anything, like what my thought of the KGB is, but I guarantee you the CIA are. and the FBI and all of them are just. Uh, they are. They're, they're, they're just like no it. Think about it. I mean, come on. Who, we, we get back to who killed Kennedy, right? You can go back to, you can look into like, Hey, how did, how did Gerald Ford get pushed on to Nixon? And I'm dude, Nixon, Nixon's a turd, right? Three out of the four people that were breaking in, in on the Watergate deal were CIA agents. 
right? Yeah. Gerald Ford got pushed onto Ford, uh, onto Nixon. Why did Gerald Ford get pushed on the Nixon? Gerald Ford was on the Warren Commission that investigated the Kennedy assassination. I mean, like he did one thing after another down the down this whole you know whole yeah. shit show. It, it, come on, man, they they run the show. What was uh, that? Schumer said that right? Yeah. What was that movie with Tom Cruise where it was about the Contras um, and he was running drugs and all that? Oh, uh, uh, American Me. Yeah, no, not American was Me. The, it, American Made. American Made. Yeah, he was the pilot. Yeah. It's just how they do business. Hey, here's the thing. Where, 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 where was their landing strip at? Mina, Arkansas. Who was the governor of Arkansas at the time? Clinton. He was all oh, part was of he? that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go figure. Yeah. Huh? Uh, Yarber said in the chat, all right, aliens, get ready. <laughs> You're up next. You know what? That <clears throat> it's almost to the point after these last couple of weeks with all this crap going on and these, these, you know, chemical fires and all that. The the alien thing almost wouldn't be, I, I hate to say it wouldn't be too bad because then they come down with their freaking lasers and start zapping us. But, but it's almost like a, at least they'd be, tr- at least they would have told us the truth about something maybe. But see, even if the alien showed up or there's some intelligence, for it, <laughs> you hope. Yeah. What were you going to say? Sorry. I was, I was going to say is even if they showed up, the administration would definitely take credit for, see, we told you. Yeah. And I don't know if I would believe them then. I think it would just be the aliens decided to finally show up. Like, Hey, you meatheads. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that the aliens, I've said this a few times, but they may be out there watching, but there's no chance in hell they're coming down here and, and even getting, even getting involved in this shit show until we off ourselves. So <laughs> yeah. Right. All Which right, man. Well, I'm, I think we're going to get out of here tonight. Uh, uh, there's a, a it, there was a lot of people in Rumble tonight. This very cool gives me some uh, some thought about maybe doing this more often over here at Rumble. I think I saw at one point we had eighty some people watching, uh, which is yeah. No, I like Rumble, dude. I think we should do it over. It's an easier conversation. We get we get hemmed up all the time over on YouTube, and we've been getting having stream shut down for years over there. Yeah, I, I think we just focus on Rumble. And sorry if you're on YouTube, enjoy it. But this is like. People are having fun and the, you know, they're good stuff and that you don't have to worry about what people say in the chat. You don't have to worry about all that stuff. Yeah. I, I've had more fun with this show right here doing this than mm-hmm. in YouTube. You, you've always got to be thinking about how you're stating something or how you're saying something here. I say whatever the hell I want. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. At least after I say it, I can go back and, and kind of correct myself on YouTube. You don't get that opportunity. You just, and, well, and there are certain things you cannot talk about. Here's uh, something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. It's been driving me crazy too over there. And I know we can't cause it would get shut down is this whole thing about with, with trans people being called um, a trans woman. Like it always confuses me. Wait, wait, you're a trans, like you became a woman. The real thing is they're biologically a male. So why isn't it man trans? It's a man who wants yeah. to be a transition to a woman. It should be man trans or woman trans. Right. Like we're forced to say it a different way. So it acts like what they what they have become or what they they say they've become, whatever, however you want to look at that is the way things like, oh, that's the way it is. No, they are. They are biologically male who has decided to transition and become a female. OK, whatever. Do your thing. I, I don't care. Do your best Buffalo Bob impersonation out there, whatever you want to do. <laughs> but, you know, it's we, you can't even have that conversation over on YouTube. 
No, you're you're forced to you're forced to address them like they want you to address them. So there is no there is no debate about any of this stuff because if you're having the debate, then you're being insensitive and you're not you're not taking their. It's all a bunch of BS. It's it's this is where we go though when when you when you start this this road of this is what we're interested in now. This is what we want to talk about, and then all of a sudden, kind of like the whole racism thing too. You take it and people stop being racist. So then you got to take it to this next level of of to where you're not just because you think you're not racist doesn't mean you're not racist or they 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 go through intent and they would get a lot farther like on the trans thing like if somebody says hey i want you to call that's a dude and they you know are born a dude and they want me to call him a woman and and they're in sheila i don't care like all right you're someone you know okay fine hey you're a woman okay it doesn't it's no skin off my nose but to tell everybody that you have to do this without a conversation and that if you don't do it, you're some kind you got some kind of phobia, like, no, you know, you can't force your beliefs on other people and say, well, this is what I want. You're going to have to do. No, go, go, you know, go, go pound sand, go climb a rope, whatever it is. Yeah. If, if you don't like drag queen story time for little kids, all of a sudden you're a homophobe. It, it, that's where we are these yeah. days. And it's ridiculous. It's the, the facts don't matter anymore. It's, it's the perception and perception is reality. And if this is what we say, uh, if, if this is the changed definition of what a homophobe is or what a racist is or whatever, or whatever is, uh, then this is, we'll, we'll change that definition to make sure that there's enough people that fit into it, that we can, you know, bitch and scream about it. And then what's next? The pedophilia. What's after what, what, that? What was it I mean, in 1984? Double speak. Yeah. Yeah. Double speak. Yeah. Yeah. So at any rate, uh, yeah, this, this is a fun show over here on Rumble. It's kind of just kind of let your, let your hair down, just talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about and not have to worry about it. Uh, a yeah, lot of people right. here tonight. Appreciate you all. All of you people yeah, who came over everybody. from YouTube, uh, and joined the show. Appreciate it. Everyone from Rumble that's here every week. I appreciate you watching, but, uh, with that, I'm done. Do you have anything else, Brian? No, man. It's been a good show. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you. Good time in the chat. Yeah, news absolutely. Speak. Lucky guy said it. Lucky guy said news speak is what it was in news speak. That's right. Yeah. Not double speak. Yeah. Yeah. You're not. We're not fact checkers. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and thanks, everyone, for sticking around, sticking around after our little snap or my little snafu in the beginning. So um, with that, everyone, take care and we will talk to you all later. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Survival Preppers. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to join us on YouTube for our weekly live shows. For more information or to connect with Duff and Dale, visit thesurvivalpreppers.com or thebugoutlocation.com for members-only content and prepping courses. See everyone next time.